1: I had a choice as a single, and I can honestly say that I made the decision when I moved to Brisbane after being here for a year or two that I would never even consider going into marriage until I was completely happy with who I was as a single. And I can honestly say that that is where I was at when I met Jason.
0: The Story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today, Karen Hunt has had a chat with her friend and co-worker at the time, Rochelle Wenham. Rochelle shares about her life journey of growing up on a farm in New South Wales and how she eventually became involved in Christian media. Also, along the way, she found her life partner. So she's also journeyed from singleness to married life. We'll hear about all of that and more today. And at the end of today's program, we'll have a brief update for you on what had happened in Rochelle's life since the interview.
2: We know that you're a country New South Wales girl. Mm -hmm. Tell us, Rochelle, where exactly were you born and bred? And tell us about those early years (laughs) growing up in the country.
1: Well, uh, it's a little bit of an open and shut case. Uh, You know, spectacular place that I grew up where there's nothing at all but... Some beef cows okay. <laughs> in uh, just outside the skirts, if you like, of, of Taree on the Mid North Coast in New South Wales, uh, on a little farm out there, beef cattle farm. Uh, nothing spectacular about it. Uh, beautiful place has a lot of special meaning for me. Um, you know, I'm not. A farm girl by trade. Uh, did I love growing up on a farm? Absolutely. I loved being a kid, getting into, uh, you know, riding my bike, ticks everywhere, you know, out on the property having a great time. So that's, that's where I grew up and uh, I didn't leave the region until I went to university. Tell us, though, on the farm, brothers and
2: sisters, what did your family look like?
1: Yeah, so uh, I've grown up in a blended family, so my parents divorced when I was three. Sadly, I don't have a memory of what they were like together as a couple, um, but my mum did remarry, so I grew up with her and my stepdad. Uh, the older sister, she was there with us uh, until she went off to uni, but I'm one of five, one so of five. I am the second youngest in the family. I have a younger brother as well. And uh, so pretty much growing up it was really just me and my little brother Uh, My older two brothers, Dean and Grant They were actually living with my dad And he only lived about 30 minutes away Mm -hmm. So um, I would see him on weekends And he would come to our place
2: Things like that So it wasn't too far away was faith a part of those early years, even amidst you know the breakup of your family and mm. the change and transition of that dynamic? Yeah,
1: well, I have always said that I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, my mum is a, a solid Christian, and uh, so she took us to Sunday school, uh, all those kind of you know we grew up with all those kinds of teachings. And I always believed in God. Um, you know, I understood as much as I could understand as a child. It wasn't really until high school that I actually made my own individual decision to follow Christ when for the first time I actually understood who he was and what he did. I was a very, very quiet girl okay. when I was younger and uh, most people wouldn't say I'm, I'm out there and flamboyant now but I was uh, very timid probably the word mm-hmm. and in high school it was quite difficult when you had uh, loud girls here and they're doing this and they're doing that you know it's, it's hard to find your place mm-hmm. in school and I knew a bunch of girls who were Christians and I always looked at them and thought I really want to be friends with those girls and anyway I, I said to my mum could we go to the church that was at the school uh, because I wasn't entirely happy with the church we were going to. I didn't really know a lot of the girls in this new high school uh, coming from a different public school and I uh, wanted to get to know them. So went along and we ended up planting in that church. And anyway, I, I was at a Christian high school. To cut a long story short, I was able to actually go on a choir tour with the school and we traveled around different parts of uh, New South Wales down to Canberra and uh, Newcastle, Sydney, uh, touring about, singing. And it was on that tour that I actually had a profound church experience. It was a situation where during the service, uh, people had the opportunity to get up and talk about what God had done in their lives. And a couple of people got up and they really shared from their hearts in a very vulnerable way. And I had been very unhappy that year at school, not being settled with friends, um, having a few issues with a couple of mean girls at the school and not really being able to find my place. So all year I'd actually started praying um, very intensely to God to help me to change my life. I I guess you could say I was suffering a little bit of depression at that time and I didn't know what had to happen. All I knew was something had to change and that uh, if God really was real, he was the one that I could actually talk to. So I was praying and praying to him to change something all the time, pouring out my heart, and it was on this choir tour that I 100% know he answered that prayer in that church service um, while somebody was speaking. uh, It was really when all I can say is God's Holy Spirit Came and it entered the room. Uh, You know, I'm a pretty straight down the line kind of girl and uh, don't like to put my emotions all out there, but it was nothing more than God's spirit. I knew then and there what Jesus had done uh, and that God's presence was in that room with me, and it was just tearing down the walls of Mm -hmm. my heart. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, I made an absolute decision to follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior as an independent, more mature um, person because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd grown up with the teachings as a child and I just knew from that moment on, I can't explain it, I just knew that my life would never be the same again. A warm, fuzzy moment that connected the heart Mm -hmm. and the head together that was very real for you. Exactly. And I shared it with a friend who was a good Christian friend at the time and she said, now that you've got that, never lose hold of Mm. what you've got. And I've never forgotten her words to this day and I don't think I ever will. Um, So basically after then life did transform. It it threw a 360 Uh, very quickly. um, I started gaining a lot more confidence. I moved out of the uh, group of friends that I was with and started hanging around some lovely Christian girls. And then I started getting a keen interest in drama. And that just opened up a whole new side of joy and personality and creativity Mm -hmm. that I just never imagined I would enjoy. But I actually flourished and uh, started to develop lots and lots of skills.
2: At that stage of development, it's a really, really tricky time. So this is about what grade in your high school years? So this would have been about year eight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Which is a very vulnerable vulnerable time. time. What was your very first job? What Mm. did you do first of all? My first job ever, okay, racking my brain. Um, One of my older brothers actually worked for Woolworths, and so I applied to be a checkout chick.
2: You're a Woolies (laughs) checkout chick.
1: Yeah, and let me tell you, when you have stood at a checkout for 10 hours straight – Your feet are killing. So I have a lot of respect for people on the checkouts for a long amount of time because normally when you go in, you just want to get your groceries and get out Mm -hmm. and you can forget often that there's a person there behind Mm -hmm. the checkout. Uh, After 10 hours of standing there, oh, the feet, I'll tell you what, they can really hurt. I actually
2: (laughs) love some conversations that I have with checkout guys and girls. I just like to brighten their day.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and vice versa. It it was always lovely when a customer would come in and and they'd brighten your day as well, especially when you're, you know, bipping constantly. But, you know, it was a great way to um, support myself through uh, just, you know, senior years of high school when you want a little bit extra, when you get your first car and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it gave me an opportunity to continue that work uh, when I went on to uni as well. So when you went to uni... What did you study? So I studied communications, which really, it's it's very similar to an arts degree. It's just that it seems to combine many different things, so media and writing and literature and um, theatre studies, film studies, things like that. So in my course, you had a mixture of theatre students and writers, journalists, people studying film. It was uh, quite broad
2: there. So it's a very similar to an arts degree. So a Bachelor of Communications? That's right. Okay, isn't that interesting because my postgrad is in communications as well. <laughs> Ding! How did you get go. to be here? <laughs> <laughs> and what did you hope to do when you first were starting out in this course of study? Where did you imagine it was going to take you?
1: Well, when I actually finished high school, they got us to write down our aspiration for the future. And I do remember that I wrote down that I hoped I would be a journalist. And I, I did have a keen interest in high school to do that. Uh, But at uni, as I studied film studies and theatre studies, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I just knew that it was going to be in that vicinity of presenting performance and creativity. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a clear, specific direction like some people like a doctor might have. Uh, And the other question that I asked, especially in my last year of uni, was what did God want me to do? And I sort of said, okay, God, Here it is. I can either go and work commercial, perhaps for a TV station or a newspaper, or I can work for you in your kingdom, and and you might send me to work for a not-for-profit organization. Uh, And so I gave him the choice, and I said, I know I'll be happiest where you want me to be. And it was at the end of finishing uni that the door just uh, opened wide. And I knew very clearly which way I was going and that was the path of not-for-profit work. And so I actually spent the next three years working for the Church Missionary Society because while I love theatre and film and media, I also have always had a strong passion for short-term mission, uh, getting to do a few myself. And uh, so I worked for them in uh, communications and marketing. It was a big challenge, you know, coordinating 40 plus volunteers, uh, doing graphic arts, um, doing their invoicing, and, and many other things. But uh, working for that agency was an eye opener into the world of missionaries and people's hearts to share the gospel. And I caught the vision, so to speak. I caught the fire, and it was really an honor to be a part of that. And it did result in me as well going out with CMS uh, to Africa to volunteer for a couple of months.
0: You're listening to The Story, Today, Karen Hunt is having a chat with her friend and co-worker at the time, Rochelle Wenham, who's sharing her life journey. We'll hear more of Rochelle's story, including how she met her future husband, when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text oh four oh one one three two triple eight. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is the story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Rochelle Wenham about her life journey. Before the break, we heard about Rochelle growing up on a farm in New South Wales, and then going on to serve at a variety of ministries. Now we'll find out what happened next in her life, and about how she went from singleness to being married.
2: You went to Tanzania? Yes, yes. I
1: spent three months there volunteering in a local diocese, mostly working in a local English medium school, helping the scripture teacher there uh, with his classes and then working in admin uh, to help out. There was a Bible college and a hospital based where we were. Mm -hmm. So I was helping one of the missionaries with many different things to do with that, including supporters letters and things like that to send back information uh, about what's going on with people that they've sponsored in the hospital, at the nursing school, things like that. So it was a huge, huge experience. It was also a a massive growth period of um, finding a bit more about who you are and feeling settled in yourself as a person. And uh, it really tested my limits, but I had complete faith that going there and doing that work was exactly what God wanted me to do so any fears about traveling to Africa on my own that I had um, just they didn't matter because I knew that I was in God's hands and uh, that he would take care of me so the Church Missionary Society, was
2: that in the Taree? Was that in New South Wales or no, did you move elsewhere yeah. for that
1: job? I moved to Queensland for uh-huh. that job. So no family or friends whatsoever in Queensland. It was a massive decision to move up here. And, and when I was offered the position, I was actually in shock a bit. Uh, but, uh, yep, made the brave move Very up here. Brave. And, again, doors just opened. Things fell into place. Rented Uh, a place from a beautiful Christian family, uh, got involved with the church, and uh, God has just used that opportunity, I think, just to grow me and teach me so much about who I am and about uh, who he is. So I'm really thankful for that. So
2: life in Brisbane as a young woman, how did you cope with what you were involved with and what was life like for you during that particular season of young womanhood? Well, I've got to say, first things first, be very careful
1: what you ask God for and what you pray for because sometimes uh, he will answer your prayers. (laughs) In (laughs) ways that you don't always want to hear. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It was a challenging time being a single in a new city. You know, I've been married only a year and so I've been single a lot longer than I've been married and that's still all very fresh in my mind and the things that I learnt for those first few years living in Brisbane uh, definitely have prepared me for marriage. But the thing was, when I was at uni, I kind of made an agreement with God and I, I said to him, right, God, I don't want to date anyone else until it's my husband. Now... <laughs> Like I said before, be careful what you pray for because there was no other serious man in my life before my husband came along. And those four or five years between then and meeting my husband uh, were challenging. You know, if you're a widow, if you're divorced, if you're single and you've never been married, uh, it can be very, very lonely uh, being alone is the same no matter what your circumstance. And I'm so thankful that I got involved with a group of friends who were in the same situation as me, and they were a tremendous support. So while there wasn't a lot of uh, dates and things going on in those years, I was able to take a step back and say, okay, I've got a choice here. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if I'm ever going to be married, have the family, do that kind of thing. I just don't know that. So am I going to be a bitter, uncertain, single You know, until that happens for the rest of my life or am I going to actually use what God has given me in that he wants me to have a relationship with him, to love who I am and to love other people and pursue that? So I had a choice as a single and I can honestly say that I made the decision when I moved to Brisbane after being here for a year or two that uh, I would never even consider going into marriage until I was completely happy with who I was as a single. And I can honestly say that that is where I was at when I met Jason. Now, I said that, you know, God answers prayers in in unusual ways sometimes. I prayed I wouldn't date again until I met my husband. When I was in Tanzania the first time, I had a moment one afternoon where I prayed a lot that when I got back to Australia that God would consider letting me get married and meet my husband. And when I got back to Australia, my husband was one of the first men that I actually went on a date with a couple of months after I returned. So I didn't know then that within a matter of months, God had actually answered my prayer. I didn't know that until two years ago. So it was two, three years later Mm -hmm. when we'd been dating for a long time, praying about marriage and got engaged that I actually knew that God had answered my prayer four years ago. I just didn't know it. And sometimes when we're praying for things, we think, oh, you know, God's never going to answer this prayer. But he might have already answered that prayer. You just don't know it yet. So uh, don't give up and don't lose heart, I guess, is uh, the moral of the lesson Mm -hmm. there. And, you know, single life and married life, they're both beautiful and unique in in both uh, different ways. Uh, Neither one or the other is better. They're just different. And uh, it's been a huge journey and a very exciting one the past year to um, join my life with somebody else and uh, and
2: see, I guess, how the others have been living, those who aren't single. I can only say how precious for Jason that (laughs) he was the first, the one and the only. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I think he's uh, pretty happy about that. And
1: I, I was his first girlfriend, I should say well, as well. precious for
2: both of you. Um,
1: I, I did have some boyfriends in high school, things like that. But, but hey, there was I nothing serious. Yeah, when you're 16, <laughs> you know, there's nothing really serious. Tell so, where and how did you meet Jace? So we actually met through our families. Yeah. Now, it sounds kind of crazy when you say that, uh, but when I got back from Africa, I was very open-minded and his auntie and uncle, they know who I am because I went to the same church as them when I was in high school and he was saying, oh, I can never meet a nice Christian girl and they said, oh, we know one, you should get in contact. So he actually got in contact with me via them because I had said, you know, when I'm overseas, uh, feel free to email me, ask questions, things like that. And so he introduced himself very nervously and uh, we struck up a friendship that way. And so when I went back to New South Wales, we went on a date. Um, It didn't eventuate into anything at that point in time, but we were just friends for the next few years. There was a few more dates and things and then uh, eventually I approached him. And and said that I thought that we should give it a go. So, <laughs> hang on. So, you're telling me he, too, then, is a country New South Wales boy? Yes, he is. He grew up 40 minutes over the hill no in the next town. <laughs> I never even knew that he was there. Is that true? Uh, our families have very interesting connections. We were even born in the same hospital and we didn't know it. We studied at the same university, and we didn't know it. And when we finally did start dating, you can just imagine family and friends and their reaction when all the dots were connected with who knows who and yes yeah his auntie goes to my grandma's church and his other uncle used to play with my uncles when they were young and there's so many family connections he didn't
2: really need to come to Brisbane after all (laughs) exactly but uh, he's now here with me as well so there you go so his background and his job now in Brizzy what's that
1: so he grew up on a dairy farm, so very similar to me, and he is an accountant initially by trade, uh, but since moving to Brisbane now, he actually works for an insurance company uh, as a commercial property underwriter. So basically that means he writes up policies for large
2: uh, commercial insurances. So I remember you were sharing about this young man coming north and praying that he was going to get this job (laughs) because you really thought there might have been something in this. So, gosh, history takes its course, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I made him wait long enough because, you know, he did want to date earlier and I was the one that said, no, no, just friends, I think, just friends. So it was a number of years in the making. And God, again, he just opened doors. It only took a couple of months and then Jason had two job opportunities and he was up here and he he has uh, some family here. So he was able to flat with his cousin and the rest, as they say, is
2: history. (laughs) So together you're both involved in your local church. What are your loves? What are your passions? What do you enjoy doing? well in the church um we're
1: both bible study leaders so we lead a growth group as we like to call it at our house once a week and i make dinner for everyone which is great so we get together over a meal and you know we're we're leaders of the group but we really like to just view ourselves as a, as as part of the core group in that the purpose of coming together is to open god's word uh, look at it and look at how that applies to our lives today and pray and encourage each other. Mm-hmm. And we really want to keep it as um, uh, a level playing field. But we do know that uh, in being leaders, it means we've just got to keep the direction of the group going. So that's been something new that we've taken on together mm-hmm. this year, which has been really lovely, especially to see my husband blossom as a leader in that way, uh, to see him directing the group. And, uh, you know, people can send challenging questions your way. We don't have all the answers. Um, but that has been something really lovely that we've enjoyed doing together. So hopes, goals, dreams for the future. Ooh, Hopes, goals and dreams for the future. Well, uh, probably, most certainly, hopefully family at some point, mm-hmm. I think that uh, that's something that we both think would be very, very special, uh, but we're prepared that uh, everything is in God's hands. And uh, other than that, we've, we've only really talked about the possibility of doing some kind of mission together. So I've had a lot of experience doing short-term missions. Uh, Jace hasn't had any, and so we're hoping that perhaps in the future on the cards might be uh, going to do some mission work together, things like that.
2: Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Karen. It was a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Bye-bye. That was Karen Hunt chatting with her friend and co-worker at the time, Rochelle Wenham, about her life journey. This interview was recorded several years ago when Rochelle had only been married for one year. These days, she is based in Newcastle, New South Wales, while her husband Jason studies. They now have two kids, a boy and a baby girl. Up until their second child was born, Rochelle helped out at the local Christian radio station one day a week. So we wish Rochelle and her young family all the best as she continues to serve the Lord at her local church. It was great to hear how God has worked in her life and led her to many wonderful experiences. Experiences at a variety of ministries. He also led her from singleness to married life and now parenthood. So, again, we wish Rochelle all the best in the future. Well, thanks for joining us for Rochelle's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. It was a friend of mine who was an English friend um, and I I did his voice, you know. He was really sort of a bit like that, which sounds to me like David Beckham. He's really, uh, (laughs) actually no, Dave Beckham's really sort of one of those sort of voices in it. But uh, yeah, he's he's a fun one. Um, But that's where it all started and then not long after that I was imitating people in my church and imitating um, people that were on TV back in the late 80s. Well, you may have seen him on Australia's Got Talent or one of the morning shows. He's impersonator and comedian Ben Price, and he'll tell how he went from imitating his teachers in high school to doing impersonations of movie stars on national television. That's Ben Price sharing his story next time. The story. The story. Just another way Vision is connecting faith to life.